Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. We have made it. The end is here. Week 18 has arrived. Uh, it's a bittersweet moment. Uh, for some of us, it's the last week to watch our teams until next August in the preseason, basically. Uh, and for a lot of us, it's the start of something new playoffs are right around the corner i am very excited big big game for the dolphins this week lots of implications behind it um and i was very down on wednesday's episode obviously after the ravens kicked the shit out of us and i like to still i was down i don't think that the dolphins are a super bowl contender at this point i think that we're right there we're on the cusp and anyone can go on a run but the injuries are piling up. They're piling up at the wrong moments. Uh, and I think that we would need to go on a pretty special run for it to happen for us. I'm not confident uh, past the wild card round, honestly. Again, if you would have told me at the start of the year we were in week 18 fighting the Bills for a division, I that's what I honestly, I think that's what I predicted, honestly. That's what I expected. And I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with that, obviously. The goal is the Super Bowl, but it's been so much nothing for the Dolphins ever. Like, literally, the my entire time I've been a fan, where you got to take the small victories. A Super Bowl probably isn't likely this year, but we've made so much progress over these last two years with Tua and Mike McDaniel and just the overall roster construction. It sucks that injuries took away the season, and hopefully it doesn't. I still think that we have a small chance, but this has been a win for the Dolphins. Talk, say that's loser talk, say whatever. This has been a win for Dolphins and Dolphins culture and for the revival of the Miami Dolphins, and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, kind of just went on a big spiel to start the show. I thought it was a good one, so let's keep going. Um, this episode will just be no blind Thursday night football recap. Thursday night football is no more. No more, uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. And Al Michaels... Might be done. I said a while ago he's not calling any of the games in the playoffs, and he just might walk off into the sunset. So that last Thursday game could have been our last Al Michaels performance. I'm happy for Al Michaels. He's had a fantastic career, and if he is done, honestly, I would be done with all of these shit games that Amazon did get uh, on Thursday night. A lot of them were complete and utter duds. Um, yeah, so no more Thursday nights, so no blind recap. And then, obviously, I'll go into the rest of the preview, the Week 18 preview. A lot of nothing matchups, a lot of random backups playing, guys not really playing for anything. And then I'll get into the uh, final week of the Pick'em uh, contest, Pick'em choices. I think just the Pick'em, whatever. Um 
yeah, where this is the week for the pick'em, where I'm like, I'm just betting coaching matchups, where if I think that there's a massive swing in the coaching matchup, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Uh, I might give away a couple picks, but who knows at this point. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, actually, before we get to the preview, I'm going to do a little bit of an update Uh NFL weekly update like I usually do on the Wednesday show because Pro Bowl voting just ended. Um, there was some snubs, obviously. There were some unexpected people. Josh Allen, some people think he was snubbed. Uh, the AFC QBs were Lamar, Mahomes, and Tua. I don't care. The AFC has the better quarterbacks. So it's just the way it is. Uh, Julian Love, the Seahawks safety, somehow a pro bowler. Bobby Wagner, somehow a pro bowler. Uh, and that's just kind of ro- what's wrong with the betting, uh, or with the pro bowl voting system is it's a giant fan vote. And a lot of people just see a name or like, and Bobby Wagner is not even a top 20 linebacker in the league anymore. Julian Love, Julian Love's having a fantastic season, but when you're talking about, Guys like Antoine Winfield for the uh, for the for the Bucks there. It's it's not even close, really. Um, and something that I just found out too. Apparently, there's a lot of rookie incentive based things tied in with the Pro Bowl with your fifth year option if you're a first round pick. So if you make one Pro Bowl, you get more. You get more of a bonus on your fifth year option. If you make two, your like it, it grows even more. And that's the thing. Having the Pro Bowl be something that's fan voted really and doesn't mean anything towards how you're actually playing is complete bullshit and how the NFLPA can allow the league to tie massive bonuses for these rookies onto stuff like the Pro Bowl is doesn't make any sense. And that's something that they should bring up at the next player bargaining agreement there's a lot that should be brought up at the player bargaining agreement i'm still in the belief that they should have had a strike there a couple years ago would have sucked but they did like don't get as nearly as much as they should but beside the point um i think that was it i think that's all oh tyreek's house caught on fire uh his one of his kids because if you didn't know tyreek has had three babies this year with three different women and he just got married last month so you put those numbers together but yeah one of his other children i honestly don't know how many kids he has but one of his other children uh found a cigarette lighter and lit their house on fire tyreek not known for his parenting skills uh for many reasons but uh yeah maybe maybe put the lighters away out of children's uh, reach just a thought uh Tyreek really really fast not a great person but um yeah let's move on to the final week preview of the season uh starting off with the two Saturday games here Steelers Ravens Steelers minus four Raven or yeah Steelers minus four total set at 35 and a half uh, obviously the Ravens have locked up the one seed. They are sitting a boatload of their players. This will be a Tyler Huntley versus Mason Rudolph matchup. Uh, Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl last year. Definitely a snub. The Ravens team got better. His passing numbers got better. But no, 
even though he made the Pro Bowl last year, was left off the list this year. Uh, ridiculous that he was ever a Pro Bowler. But, um, yeah, this... This game means everything for the Steelers. doesn't mean really a ton for the Ravens. Uh, Ravens have nothing to play for. The Steelers are still playing for their playoffs and the rest of their, I guess the playoffs would be the rest of their season, but they got something to play for. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, where the Ravens don't, which is the other end of what I'm trying to say, where this is this is a game for the i mean i just keep saying this is a game where the steelers need to win and i don't know how much faith i actually have in them to win cuz regardless this ravens team it's sitting people it's not sitting everybody like it's not like all three of their starting wide receivers obj bateman zay flowers are all going to sit the entire game they will get some snaps a lot of the offensive and defensive guys will get some snaps it's just whether or not and this is what I was saying. It comes down to coaching, where I think Mike Tomlin versus John Harbaugh is a very level coaching matchup, where Tomlin gets the edge because he's going to have his NFL starters in the game versus backups for a lot of it. Uh, this is, again, it's going to come down to coaching. I don't like any of the lines in this one, the 35 and a half, uh, the... Because I do believe that Mike McDonald, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, can put the Steelers' offense in a blender because it's really not that good. Um, but yeah, so I don't like the total. I don't like the Steelers at that uh, at that line either at the minus four. That seems like a lot of points for a team that I don't really believe in. But Steelers need to win this one, and I think that they will win this one. Uh and our first real playoff matchup of the of the year it is win or go home for both of these teams uh could win the division i believe uh if the jags lose i think the jags are still jags could miss the playoffs but either way this game is basically a playoff game. These team, you win this game, you're in the playoffs. That's what matters. Uh, Texans minus one and a half. Colts. Uh, yeah. Why do I keep doing that? I keep seeing, never mind. Uh, Texans minus one and a half. Uh, total set at 47 and a half. This is another, it's two rookie coaches. It's two AFC South teams. It's a massive divisional battle. Uh, and I just, I have to like the Texans. It's just, this isn't the year for the Colts. They've had injuries. They lost their star rookie QB. Well, meanwhile, the Texans have had C.J. Stroud go on to have one of the best rookie seasons a quarterback has had in a while anyways. Uh, immediately lit the league up. Uh, but I just don't think this is the Colts' year. I think that this is the Texans' year and the Texans' year to make a statement. Uh, I like Gardner Minshew. I like what the Colts are building. And I talked about how I think that the Colts next year could have a sneaky Super Bowl run. I think that that defense is solid. I think that that offense has a lot of talent on it. And Anthony Richardson just could be the quarterback to ignite everything and have it go. Anthony Richardson could also be the reason why they take a massive step back. Because Gardner Minshew is a fine, good, solid backup. I mean, he's the best backup maybe the best backup. Him and Ty God are having a debate for it right now. 
Um, but this is this just seems like the Texans' year. You know what I mean? They have everything going. The team is healthy. They have their quarterback. They have they have the more exciting team. They have the they have the team that the NFL would want to make this year. I think if Anthony Richardson was the Colts quarterback, then it's a toss up. But I think the NFL wants the Texans to be in over the Colts. Now that's just giant conspiracy talking, but I. I like the Texans. I also want the Texans because I think the Texans would be the more fun team because I want to see C.J. Stroud in primetime in a playoff game. I don't want to see Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew, but this Texans team is... This is what this Texans team nucleus is going to be for the foreseeable future. The Colts don't have theirs yet because they're missing their quarterback right now, and that's kind of what I'm going with. I'm going with the Texans. Uh... Texans make the playoffs. Now on to Sunday, starting off with NFC South Divisional Clash. Uh, Falcons at Saints. Both teams have a chance to make the playoffs, I believe. I believe if the Falcons win and the Bucks lose, um, the Falcons win the division. If the Saints win and the Bucks lose, the Saints win the... No, yeah. How? Because the Saints are winning that division right now, right? No, they're not. Okay, yeah. So if the Saints win, Bucks lose. I I wish I knew the playoff matchups better. Um and something I should, and I don't know why I don't know why on the score app it doesn't have like the asterisks and the signs that say locked up a playoff spot, but whatever, beside the point. I still think both teams have stuff to play for in this one. I have absolutely no faith in the Falcons whatsoever at this point. Um, But that doesn't mean I have any faith in the Saints. Both are terribly coached. Both are very boring teams. The Saints have already started to restructure contracts for next season to free up cap space because that's all they can do because they can't even get those guys off the books without it killing them, basically. So that's just, I, I don't know, It's that's the... Saints future. It's sad. It's depressing. The Falcons, I mean, honestly, you need an NFL quarterback. You don't have one on the roster. Uh, You're one of the only NFL teams who really didn't start with any NFL quarterback on the roster. So many teams have gone through their backups at this point where at least they kind of look serviceable. Desmond Ritter sucks. Taylor Heineke sucks. He had a nice run a couple years ago, but... That run is dead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This game sucks. Plain and simple. I'm not excited for it whatsoever. I mean, just for pure betting reasons, go Falcons and go Panthers, I guess. But no faith in the Panthers whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah. That's my preview of Falcon Saints. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, these teams suck. Um, Moving along, next game up, Jacksonville Jaguars, minus 3.5 at the Tennessee Titans, total set 41.5. You know, at the start of the episode where I was talking about how this is the betting week for coaching matchups, because a lot of people aren't playing, or this is where you got to look at the coach, and who wants it more? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel at home, wanting to play spoiler for the Jags. 
He gets his team playing hard every weekend. You goddamn right he will get them playing hard this weekend. And a Jacksonville team that at this moment looks like they will be without Trevor Lawrence. Uh, where I don't even know if, if, uh, if Lawrence is the difference maker, really. Uh, I just like the Vikings. Or not the Vikings. Not the Vikings, the other team who swings swords, uh, the Titans. I like the Titans. I like Mike Vrabel to get his guys going. I like them at home. This is a very beat-up, broken Jags team. Are they riding high after kicking the shit out of the Panthers? Maybe a little bit, but I like the Titans. I like the Titans. I like the Titans. I like the Titans. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Uh, so let's just keep going. Uh, NFC North battle here now. Vikings at Lions. Uh, Lions minus three and a half. Total set of 45 and a half. Uh, I would not want to get in the way of this Dan Campbell Lions team right now. Uh, they are extremely pissed off after getting screwed by the refs in Dallas last weekend. They want to win. They don't care that they they're playing for a little bit of seating, but they they were going to play hard regardless. And this Vikings team is now out. They took themselves out by getting embarrassed by the Packers last week. And this isn't one of those coaching matchups where it's like actually it kind of is cuz I like Kevin O'Connell. I like Brian Flores a lot. Kevin O'Connell, great at running an offense. Brian Flores, great at running a defense. But you know what Dan Campbell is fucking great at? Motivating his guys every single week to play the hardest that they can. I don't know if Kevin O'Connell and Flores can do that for the Vikings in a game that doesn't matter for them. Dan Campbell, I know, has been harping on them all week about how much they got screwed and how much... This is this is going to be a momentum builder going into the playoffs where they are going to kick the living shit out of the Vikings this week. Uh, I really like this game. I don't think this was a game that I thought that I was going to like a ton going into it. But uh, yeah, give me the Lions and give me the Lions by a lot. Um, we can keep going. Uh one of the worst games of the week, Jets, Patriots, Patriots minus two, total set at 30 and a half. Um, defense, 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 defense. The Jets defense played terrible the week before. And that was the first time where I'm like, damn, the Jets defense looks like it kind of gave up. It looks like they got tired a little bit. And I don't know if this is going to be a redemption where it's like, okay, they're playing a very bad Patriots offense right now, where this is where they kind of get some revenge, get their stats up, like that, or if they kind of crumble and still play good, but not what we've seen the Jets and how they've played defense good. Patriots on the other side. Patriots defense is great, and they're going against Trevor Simeon with two NFL caliber starters on their offense with Wilson and Brees Hall. Everyone else doesn't matter. Everyone else sucks, including the quarterback. And Bill Belichick knows that it runs through those two guys, and he can stop those two guys with relative ease. Uh, this matchup is awful. 
it just it really it really is. Um, I'm cheering for the Patriots in this one because right now they have the number three overall pick. Again, I'm still of the belief they're trading up for one of these quarterbacks regardless, so it won't be some big aha gotcha moment from Chew when they pick Williams or Drake May. I'm preparing myself for that already. It's fine. Uh, but the further they go back, the more they have to trade to get up to one of those top two picks. So, uh, yeah, I like the Patriots to win this one. It's good to be a low-scoring game. I'm Yeah, not a lot to talk with this one, really. Um... Moving on here, though, next game up, Buccaneers at Panthers, Bucks minus four and a half, total set at 37 and a half. Um, the Bucks are the better team and are going to win, and this means they're going to win the division and the rest of the, uh, means that Falcon Saints game doesn't matter because the Bucks are going to win this one regardless. And the Panthers won't play spoiler. Maybe they will play spoiler, but it doesn't matter because the Bears have that number one pick locked up already. Um, yeah, so the Bucks are going to win. Like, the Panthers just suck, and I can't believe I had to get in a argument with Moob about this today where, oh, Bryce Young has no one, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, two in 2020 had literally no one. And I, w- I made the argument. It's like, yeah, I would much rather be throwing to Adam Thielen and have Chuba Hubbard as my running back instead of throwing to uh, Devontae Parker, who only started in nine games, and Miles Gaskin as the running back. Uh, and Tua put up better stats. Tua had the same amount of touchdowns as Bryce did. And Bryce's, I mean, he missed one game, I think. So Bryce has played 15 games, two has started nine, same amount of touchdowns. Go figure. Um, and he was also coming off a devastating hip injury less than a year before that start, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, what game? Right, Bucks panthers Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans. They're going to do their thing. This, like, the Bucks are playing for something. The Bucks are going to win. The Bucks are going to win, plain and simple. Um, moving on here, Browns at Bengals, Bengals minus seven, total set at 37 and a half. This is one of those games where neither team has anything to play for, for very different reasons. The Browns are in the playoffs. Browns are now starting their fifth different quarterback of the year. Is that right? Because we got the nasty man. We got DTR. We have P.J. Walker, we got Flacco, and now making his triumphant debut for the Browns, Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Yeah, so let's see if Driscoll can cook up anything. The Bengals, nothing to play for except for pride. Uh, This is just kind of a who cares matchup. Uh, Bengals are obviously favored by that many for a reason because the Browns are sitting everyone. Uh... Stefanski has coach of the year locked up. Miles Garrett should have defensive player of the year locked up, uh, unless Parsons has an absolutely crazy game to end the year, which could happen. They're playing in the Commanders, and they also have something to play for. So, uh, we will see. We will see. Uh, yeah, I can. I can just. I can keep going. I don't think I have anything to really say. 
uh, about it. So let's keep going. Uh, last one o'clock game here. Uh, oh, that was the last one o'clock game. There we go. Uh, this is something that I like. They completely staggered the schedule too. where, you know, how last week I was complaining. There was like 10, one o'clock games and three, four o'clock games. This one, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six, one o'clock games. And I think we have more for four 30 games. I should say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So six, one o'clock games, seven, four 30 games. This will be a great day for red zone. Uh, and yeah, first four 30 games, Seahawks minus two and a half. At the Cardinals, total set at 47.5. Again, okay, I need to actually find a uh, NFL playoff picture. Because the fact that I can't see who's actually, like, locked in. Because I know that the Seahawks have a chance to make it, right? Oh, I am just in the... Okay, show me the NFC. Yeah, so the Seahawks need... Uh, they need the Packers to lose. They need to win. Okay, so it's possible. So the Seahawks are playing for something, and the Seahawks are definitely the much better team, I think. This Cardinals team is going to be riding a high off beating the Eagles last week. And we'll see if they can continue that. The run game looked fantastic with James Conner and Michael Carter. Kyler had his best game since coming back from his injury. Uh, and the Seahawks defense hasn't looked good, despite the Pro Bowlers, Bobby Wagner and Julian Love. It's fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, I mean, I again, a game I'm avoiding because I don't like this screams that it should be, oh, Seahawks minus two and a half. They're playing for the playoffs, but... Jonathan Gannon looks like he's building, he's trying to build a winning culture, and he doubled down that Kyler is this team's quarterback. He is their franchise quarterback. He is their guy, uh, which that's great for Kyler. It instills a lot of confidence, and that's what a lot of QBs need is you need that confidence and the support from your coaching staff in order to fully be your best self. I mean, we saw it with Tua. Brian Flores wanted nothing to do with Tua, treated him like garbage, and Mike McDaniel comes in and fixes him. And say what you want about Tua, but from where he was his first two seasons to where he is now, night and day, don't want to call him elite, that's fine, but he is a very good NFL quarterback, and that's fine with me. Um but yeah, we're talking about the Cardinals and Seahawks. Uh, yeah, like it just it should be a Seahawks win, but I'm avoiding this game because I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and the Seahawks have disappointed me a ton the entire year. So uh, next game up here, Bears in Lambeau against the Packers. Packers minus three, total set at 45 and a half. Um, a game that means nothing. Actually, it doesn't mean nothing. The Packers win. They're, they're in the playoffs. They lose. Things need to happen, obviously. But I think the Seahawks would just need to win. And then they're out. Uh, I think there's obviously other implications. But uh, whatever. This is going to be a very good game. And I'm very excited. This is a future NFC North battle. Uh and just speaking of the NFC North in general, 
This is going to be one of the toughest divisions in the NFL next year. I mean, you look at the Lions. Their offense is very good. They might lose Ben Johnson, so it might take a step back. But they got those pieces on offense. The defense is building there. Say what you want about it. That defense is building. Aiden Hutchinson is special. Uh, We have the Vikings, obviously. Got to keep Kirk, but that offense is one of the best in the NFL when they have all of their guys back. Uh, And the defense, not a lot of talent, but you keep Daniil Hunter, you keep Flores. I've been saying that they're building something, and they are building something. And the Packers. The Packers' young offense has really come alive this second half of the season. Uh, The defense needs a shit ton of work, i.e. firing Joe Barry. And this Bears team. The Bears team, since that Montez Sweat trade, the defense has played very well. Uh, And they got a decision to make on offense, whether or not to stick with Justin Fields, trade first overall away, or reset on the quarterback and go with Caleb Williams or Drake May. But the NFC North is gearing up to be one of the better divisions in football for the foreseeable future anyways. Uh, And that makes me excited sitting over here in the AFC because finally get good teams and good quarterbacks on your side. We're tired of it over here. Uh, And I don't know. I think if I were to pick, I like the Bears in this one just like a little bit. Um... Because I like I like the offense and I like what they're doing right now and the Packers defense is so bad where I like this Packers offense and again I like what they're building and what they're doing but the Bears defense has shown that it is actually like a pretty good unit and I don't think this Packers offense is good enough to overcome like enough of a good defense kind of thing where. Bears are playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and I think that they'll be able to score when they need to, where the Packers are going to have a harder time, even though they do have the better offense, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, we shall keep going. Uh, Eagles at Giants, Eagles minus 4.5, total set at 42.5. This is another one of those coaching matchups. Nick Sirianni versus Brian Dable. Brian Dable at home. Brian Dable gets his boys going. This team is not in a funk. They had a great, very close game against a team that is in the playoffs right now with the LA Rams. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is playing pretty good football, fun football. I like the Giants. I don't like the Giants to outright win, but four and a half? You have me convinced. You could also have me convinced that... uh, the Eagles, this is the week they figure it out. They get it going in the playoffs, and they absolutely wipe the floor with them. But I'm not a believer in Nick Sirianni. I don't think Nick Sirianni as a head coach does a whole lot. I think what I said on Wednesday, where he relies on his coordinator so much, and he picked bad ones this year. Like, he doesn't have Shane Steichen. He doesn't have Jonathan Gannon. They're both doing their own thing, doing very well in their own spots right now, building their own culture, and he just tried to hire from within, and these guys aren't, they aren't Steichen, and they aren't Gannon, and he is floundering, and this is why I like Dable. Dable is going to get his guys going, they're going to be fired up for this one, it's a divisional game, doesn't mean the Eagles are playing for something, I mean, if they win and the Cowboys lose to the Commanders, yeah. Uh, but this is like a game where the Eagles are going to be playing their starters, where I just don't know if their starters have that fire. 
right now. I think that they know that this has been embarrassing for them over the last month. And this is a game where mental toughness and the coaching throughout the week matters. And I think that the voices in the room for the Eagles have become like an echo chamber in there where no one's listening. They're just kind of bouncing off the walls. I don't think the coaches have this room anymore where I know that Dable has his room still and they're going to be wanting this one. So watch out for the Giants this week. Uh, next game up here, Rams at Niners. Niners minus four, total set at 40 and a half. We get a backup matchup here. Uh, both teams secured in where they are right now. Uh, Niners being the one seed, Rams being that second wild card seed. Uh, and with the backups in play, we get our Ginger Bowl battle for a soul. Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to see what these teams look like without their talent on offense and what these two offensive gurus can do. Sean McVay versus Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. This is going to be, again, it's a coaching matchup, but it's a coaching matchup uh, that is very even in my opinion. And I think that both of these guys, because their defenses are also taking out their guys where everyone's still going to be on a level playing field, but the play calling is going to be the same. So let's see whose backups are better but I'm excited to see if the coaches can really put on a show and be like, we were the reason this team runs. Obviously, they got a lot of good players on both sides, but they're the minds that make it go. Uh, yeah, don't really have much to say. It's a backup bowl. So we will keep going. Uh, Broncos at Raiders. Raiders minus three. Total set at 38 and a half. Another game just this flat out doesn't matter. doesn't matter for either side where the Rams and the 49ers is like they got nothing to play for because the backups are in. So the backups are just getting reps and getting they the backups want to play hard because this is their chance to shine where this is their seasons are done. They got nothing to play for like really ah. Uh, not a game that I will be watching in any detail, really. Uh, Jared Stidham versus Aiden O'Connell, yuck. Uh, it just, it, it just, it, it doesn't matter. And this is like, oh, is this not one of those coaching match matchups where it's Sean Payton versus interim head coach Antonio Pierce? Uh, like, I don't think it is, just because. Uh, like the Raiders are the more talented team both sides of the ball if we're being honest I think I mean even if you look at the Raiders if I just say Max Crosby and like Jack Jones Jack Jones is an idiot but at least he's talented like the Broncos I guess Pat Sertain and Justin Simmons and they got some other guys too but no like star star guys yeah again I just I I, I don't care Aiden O'Connell versus Jarrett Stidham in a game where neither team is making the playoffs, won't be on my TV. Uh, next game up here, Chiefs at Chargers. Chargers minus 3.5, total set at 35.5. Now you might be wondering, why aren't the Chiefs uh, 
or why are the Chiefs not favored in this one? The Chiefs are locked into the three seed no matter what. Doesn't matter if they win, that two seed is being played between the Bills and Dolphins on Sunday night. Uh, so Pat Mahomes is sitting, Kelsey is sitting, every notable person is sitting. So we get the backups for the Chiefs. And I take that back. I don't think that every note, like starting position on the Chiefs should sit. Those wide receivers better damn be playing. They need all the reps they need before going into the playoffs. Except Rishi Rice. You have deserved your rest, my... I was going to say my sweet prince, but... I'm not a Chiefs fan, and I don't really care, so... And the Dolphins might be playing the Chiefs, so maybe play Rishi... No, I'm not going to go and say what I was... Never mind. Uh, that... Restart. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs need... I think the Chiefs receivers should be playing, except Rishi Rice, except Kelsey, of course, but all of these guys need reps because they need to get out of their funk, whatever they're in, maybe catching balls from Blaine Gabbert. Is Blaine Gabbert their backup? I think he is. I think Blaine Gabbert's the backup. Uh, yeah, and the Chargers team... Like, I'm inclined to take the Chiefs straight up. Because it's Blaine Gabbard versus Easton Stick. Why would any of the Chargers starters be wanting to play in this one? Any of the big names anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we're talking about these coaching matchups. Andy Reid versus JoJo Smith? No, was that the... No, it's Giff Smith. Jiff? GIF. I forget how it was pronounced. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, Blaine Gabbert versus Easton Stick. Woohoo. Uh, both AFC West matchups stunk. Uh, final 430 game here. Cowboys at Commanders. Uh, Cowboys minus 13. Total set at 45 and a half. One of these games that does not matter for the... Well, it does matter. The Cowboys... If they win, they're the two seed. If they lose and the Eagles win, I think the Eagles are the two seed. But the Cowboys aren't going to lose this one. The Commanders flat out stink. The Commanders will have a complete new regime in a couple weeks coming up. I think my next, on my Monday's episode, instead of recapping the games, it don't really matter. Uh, I might talk about some coaching candidates that I like in the upcoming uh Cycle higher, um, cycle higher, hiring cycle. Words aren't my strong suit. I'm sure you figure that out if you listen to this relatively frequent, uh, relatively frequently, whatever. Uh, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, yeah, Cowboys Commanders. The Cowboys are going to win. This might be a, since Miles Garrett is sitting, Micah Parsons, this is your game to just tackle the absolute shit out of Mike or out of Sam Howell the entire time and try to get that defensive player of the year campaign back. I don't know why he's the favorite, like or why he's the next favorite outs. Like Miles Garrett is the favorite right now and it should be Miles Garrett's award to lose cuz you sh- shouldn't blame Miles Garrett's team for being secured in their spot when Parsons gets an extra game. Uh beside the point, Parsons very, 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 very good pass rusher, but the man cowers in the run game. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And we can move on to our final game of the year to put a nice finishing bow on the season. 
or it'll be awful and it'll be kind of another repeat of last year. Bills at Dolphins, uh, Bills minus three, total set at 48 and a half. Listen, uh, this is a game where it means everything for both of these teams, where on the Bills side, if the Steelers win, who are playing their starters against the Ravens' backups, and if the Jags win versus a Titans team that isn't very good, and the Jags, like, they're playing for their playoffs here, and the Bills lose, the Bills miss the playoffs. Where, if they win, they're the two seed, they win the division. Because on that counterpoint for the Dolphins' side, we win this game, we're the two seed, we win the division, and if we lose... All of this, this season was for nothing. And all these good feelings I've had the entire season meant nothing. Because at the end of it, we blew a division lead to the Bills. The Bills are still the better team. And we're limping into the playoffs where so many injuries and why does it fucking matter? So it's going to be a big test for me this Sunday. I'm hoping I can watch it with Keegan I think that would be fun for the both of us, especially if the Steelers and Jaguars uh, won. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to expect other than 2024 New Year's resolution. Don't bet the Dolphins. So I am not betting the Dolphins because this would have been, oh, Dolphins plus three, put it on my dog. Uh, Dolphins money line, like, we're, we're underdogs. Like, we've got this. It's... Nope, I'm not doing it this year. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, They're not going to get my money on top of my happiness. Uh, So yeah, staying away from this Dolphins game betting-wise, I will be locked in, glued into it. I think Waddle has a chance to play. Maybe that could just also be like Decoy being like, oh, Jalen Waddle might play where he just doesn't. Uh, But I don't know. It's Both of these teams have, I mean... The Bills, they rather play great and they play in tight, high-scoring matchups or they play absolutely terrible and they still eke out wins because they're the Bills. Uh, Like, I have no confidence in either of these teams. Like, really. Uh, The Bills looked terrible last week. Uh, We looked terrible last week. But this is how I envisioned the season going where week 18 it's going to get flexed to Sunday night football uh it's going to be for the division this is what I wanted and I want it to end with the Dolphins win I want us to get that two seed I want us to play I think it would be the Jags or the Texans maybe it could be the Steelers either way lots of lots of things that can happen but I think those I think it's between the Steelers, Texans and Jags or if we lose then we play the Chiefs. We have to go into Arrowhead. And guess what? I'm not scared of the Chiefs whatsoever. We might be limping in, but they've been limping for the last fucking 2 months and they don't have big injuries. We have big injuries. We're not starting our fully healthy team. They just stink. I'm not scared of the Chiefs whatsoever. Defense, very, very good. That offense, bottom 15 in the league. Pat Mahomes, fucking fantastic. Still the number one quarterback. 
the rest, he does not have NFL receivers to throw to. It is cover Rishi Rice, cover Travis Kelsey, who is also very hurt and playing, still playing fairly well, but that man is banged up and banged up bad. But we're getting in the playoff matchups. There is a whole week to talk about playoff matchups and talk about who I want. But I'm not scared of any first-round matchup we have. Whether we win the division and we play the Steelers, the Jags, or the Texans, or if we lose to the Bills and we have to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead, Chiefs in Arrowhead don't scare me one bit. Uh, And yeah, that does it for the Week 18 preview. Uh, So yeah, let's get into the pick'em choices here. Uh, as always, I give a favorite, I give a dog, an over and under, and a money line dog. And we will start with my favorite, and you could probably guess, but I picked the Lions minus three and a half. I think they're going to kill them. I think that this Lions team is so pissed off after that Cowboys game last week, and they are just going to focus all of that rage and anger onto the Vikings and dismantle them. And I think this Vikings team is, I don't know. They're hurt. They're going back to Nick Mullins. Like I get, I get that Nick Mullins threw for 400 yards against them, but this team is not motivated. This lions team is uber motivated right now. So give me lions minus three and a half. Uh, my dog, my dog, I'm going with giants plus four and a half. Give me Brian Dable over the limping Eagles and Nick Sirianni, who doesn't know what to do without Steichen and Gannon. Uh, Give me Ty God playing on a heater, playing for kind of like his NFL contract, essentially. Uh, If he wins this one, that man is going to be a backup until he wants to retire, essentially. Uh, I don't know. Just I'll take Giants plus four and a half. I think the Eagles, the Eagles are, they're limping. They're limping right now. Giants will take advantage. Uh, my over, I'm going to go with over 40 and a half in the Rams and 49ers game. Just simply because of the coaches. And say what you want about Darnold and Wentz. They like to throw the ball down the field. They will take chances. And I think that's a good thing for the over. Because it means they're throwing the ball down the field. They're getting themselves in the red zone. And vice versa, they're taking a lot of chances and putting the defense or or getting the defenses to put their offense in better positions. Uh, Yeah, I like the over in that one. My under, uh, I'm going to be a prick and just take uh, under 30 and a half in Jets Patriots. Both of these defenses are playing against the worst offenses in the NFL, essentially. Yeah. Bill Belichick hates the Jets, and if this is his final game as the Patriots head coach, you're goddamn right he's going to go coach his ass off against the team that he hates his most. Uh, This is a big game for Salah to prove that I still got this defense and this defense fired up no matter what, no matter a game that means literally nothing for the future. Uh, It's a defensive matchup. Simple as that, and my money line dog... Give me the Titans. I like Mike Vrabel. I love Mike Vrabel at home. And if Trevor Lawrence is not good to go, I absolutely love the Titans. And even if Trevor Lawrence is good to go, I still love the Titans. Uh, 
Yeah. So Titans, Moneyline, Dog. And that'll do it. That'll do it for this episode. And that'll do it for the season. Um, It's been... It's been a long road. It's been a long road. We got here. Uh, happy I at least get to see one more game from my boys in the aqua and orange. Uh, can't say that for you Chargers, Patriots, Panthers fans out there. Uh, but for everyone else, congratulations. Playoffs are here. We've made it. Uh And if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.